I'm your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and with me, as always, are my goopy cohorts. <laughs> Boss Rush Mode. I'm actually a variant, but, but please feel free to collect them all. Parasite Steve. Who are you calling goopy? Nintanjo. Well, I'm goopy. And Masail. I just want to have a shout-out right now to all you retroids who are listening, as you have so been named by our loving fan base. Yeah! Hell yeah. Retroids! Yes! We finally have a title for you guys, and we love it. Shout-out again to Miss Taryn Barber, who had the winning entry of the Name the Fan fan Base contest. Shout, shout, shout! Yep, the Megalomama. Hype! Mamalomania. Agamagalamama. Agamamama. Mamamomamia. We have we have Mama, all amalgamania. Just, just just giving you some options, amalgamania. If you want us to name some random thing that you guys do or whatever, we have ideas. And Season if you have no idea, three, two, and if one. you don't, it's totally fine. <laughs> and if you don't have any idea what we're talking about, we're talking about the awesome show Amalgamania, which is definitely something you should check out on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, put it in your eye holes and your ear holes because they make videos and podcasts and they're awesome. Yeah, and they're real cool. It's a cool Ooh. bunch of people, and they're all very active on the Facebook. So, yeah, now that we're front-loading this with all kinds of positivity, uh, I would like to open up this episode, which is called Collecting Dust. So, my idea behind this episode was to talk about all the various different toys and collectible things that we kind of had growing up that the whole purpose of was just getting a buttload of them. Not necessarily, oh, I got this so I can play this game or I can do something specific with it. It was just like toys or cards or these little, you know, whatever tchotchke things that you would end up buying and then you'd get like five of them and you just kept buying more. You know, you just yeah, ended and up getting like so many. go with a show or something. It's not like, or, oh, there are tons of He-Man to. figures. They could. But- right. But like, yeah, just the idea of, you know, the collectability of, of these things and you, and you would amass kind of like a, a big horde of, of whatever kind of thing you you were into collecting so um yeah i i'm going to start us off here uh with my my one of my most favorite collectibles from when i was growing up which were pokemon figures um i've heard you got to catch them all yeah you actually do that's the thing if you don't somebody's gonna come find you i was just gonna ask like what actually happens why do you gotta gotta why gotta do do the rest of them explode? Is there like a device inside with a sensor that can sense all of them? And if they're not all there, then you you die. I don't know if they are not within proximity. Yeah. My my question is, what do you do after you collect them all? You're then done. You, you well, see, on. that's why they kept making more, so you can never actually collect them all. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, no, it's a it's, it's a, a vicious schedule. cycle. It's a snipe hunt. Snipe hunt. So. Yeah, I know I talk about Pokemon enough to pretty much make everyone want to reach for a barf bag, but damn it, they are my jam. I really like Pokemon. And uh, yeah, so, you know, Pokemon's always been about gotta catch them all, you gotta get all the different little things, and I mean, they're talking about in the video games, you gotta catch the Pokemon in order to fight with them, there's toys, there's cards, figures, marbles, models, you name it, there's literally everything Pokemon possible, but I was super into collecting these little toy figures. And uh, in 1996, the company Takara Tomy, 
or Tommy, I don't know how you say it's it because it's Japanese. So Takara Tomi <clears throat> started releasing figures under the Monster Collection series, also shortened to Moncole for short. Uh, so this was a pretty comprehensive toy line that had one of all the 151 original Pokemon. So they made a figure for everyone, uh, but they were only sold in Japan. Uh, and by the time that Pokemon had come out in America, it was like 1998. So in Japan, there was like both the original series of Pokemon were kind of being produced at that point. Back when they were called Pocket Monster. Pocket Monster. I mean, they still are in Japan. Right. Which is short for <laughs> Pocket Monster, right? Right. One of the few things I actually know about right. Pokemon. Pokemon <laughs> is, yeah, it's an abbreviation of, or a portmanteau of uh, Pocket Monster. Uh, so, yeah, in 98, when I was, like, getting into the anime and getting into the games and stuff like that, um, there were no Pokemon toys sold here. So all of them had to be bought on eBay. Yeah, none of them were sold. They are all stolen. Yeah, all of them were stolen. Or given away. Yeah, exactly. It was just, huh. like, this cutthroat black market of Pokemon toys for seven-year-olds. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, pretty it freaking It was super, nuts. super violent. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was real edgy. Those seven-year-olds were vicious. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> wow. it, was, it, it was brutal. It was brutal. Um, but I remember that the only way I could get my hands on these was if Parasite Steve would take the time to, like, scour eBay and find auctions and make sure that he was there when it was about to end because everyone wanted the friggin' Dratini and Dragonair 2-pack, and there's no way to get it unless you outbid the other dude in, like, Wisconsin who's willing to pay $25 for this thing. So, thanks, Parasite Steve. You're Good the breath, reason man. I have, like, 60 of these things. <laughs> I do um, remember, literally, you'd have to watch, like, the time ticking down. And it was like, if you posted your last bid at a minute, forget it. You're not winning it. Yeah. You gotta wait until it was, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Or yes. <clears throat> and the auctions always ended at, like, 1.30 a.m. Oh, I know. Right, because they always <laughs> want to inconvenience you. You're not, you're not going to be up, so you're just going to hope for the best. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and they came in these like neat, they were carded figures because yep. they were these little, little, you know, rubber, they don't, they're not articulated in any way. They're just, yeah, they're, they're like PVC. They're all like PVC, PVC little figures guys and, and they're um, posed and they're cool, mm-hmm. but they're just, you know, kind of small and they, uh, they fit in these like bubble wrap packages, which it, were just like discardable, but they looked so cool. They looked cool. And yeah. they were on a card. Mm hmm. So yeah. it's like, unlike every other figure I've ever seen packaged, yeah. basically. And, and, you two know, individual it, bubbles, yeah. essentially, so, Some of them were singles, card. but there was a lot of two-packs. And uh, I guess that collection is called... And I remember like, Dratini and Dragonair were a double, were a double pack, right. even though they'd also become Dragonite. And I remember he yeah, was Dragonite separate. Yeah, Dragonite was separate. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, so, so those were like the first generation, whatever. Um, so by the time that we were able to buy them, they already had Pokemon from the first and second games, which like, you know, were barely, like second game wasn't even out yet in America. But um, just like a quick, ref- like, you know, crash course here. Um, the first 151 is Gen 1. And those are from the Game Boy games Pokemon Red and Blue, which came out in America in 1998, September 28th. Uh, also known as Red and Green in Japan, which came out in February of 1996. So that's like two and a half years difference. So Japan Mm. was producing these figures for quite a while uh, before we even knew what Pokemon was. You Um, know what I say to that? What I love to say is, oh, Japan. Oh, Japan. Mm -hmm. Why you deprive us of all these Pokemon? Uh, so the so Gen One has all the guys that you know. They have like Pikachu, Squirtle, Charmander, Meowth, Eevee. Pretty much every Pokemon you can make at Build a Bear is from Gen One. 
and then Generation Two, where they added about a hundred more guys. So monsters one fifty two to two fifty one, and they were from Gold and Silver, which were the second Game Boy games for the Game Boy Color, and those came out in two thousand in USA in October and. November 21st, 1999 in Japan. So that was a much shorter gap. I mean, it was still about a year, but it wasn't like two and a half years. But yeah, so I ended up collecting a shit ton of these things. And I have ones from both, you know, the original and the second generation. But yeah, I have about 60 of them. And Tomy has continued to produce these figures throughout every subsequent generation. And every game adds like 100 or so new guys. And they will keep making figures for every single guy. And now they're over a over eight hundred and nine Pokemon. That's how many there are. There are figures for all of them. That's a lot of catch wow. That's a lot of friggin' catch em. So I and got you gotta get all of them. Gotta get all of them. I can't just get some of them. Yeah, so never uh, never will ever get over that video. No. Ever. Nope. Funniest thing. So funny. Uh but yeah, so I have a bunch of these guys here. I brought in my collection of, you know, however many there are. And I thought it would be kind of a fun game if uh, we all took a couple that we liked and tried to guess what their names are. And, you know, just try to basically, off the top of your head, name this Pokemon, and I will tell you what their actual name is. I just think it would be because, fun. Because Nintendo and Boss Rush mode... Like uh, yeah. know very little. We, we are not uh, very right. familiar right. with Pokemon right. at all. I mean, right. we know what it is. Right. Yeah, but we're just not. You don't so, live under a rock. We're, we're not knee deep in the in the mire. Of yeah. Some of the stuff Quack. I know about Pokemon is from Pokemon Go. Right, that's true. You have that's played like Pokemon Go. The only time I ever played a Pokemon game. Never yeah, played the Game Boy ones, Game Boy Advance ones, or whatever. And I probably watched an episode or two on TV. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Yeah, so I think let's start this off with Nintendo. So which two? So what's what's the first guy you picked? What are you, right, you right, going to call the, him? The first one I, I'm going to let's, let's just uh, describe him. First. Let's describe him. Okay. okay. Well, this one has uh, long ears. Uh, looks kind of fiery. Uh, he's got like black eyes with white pupils, and he has a little black dot for a nose. Must be hard to smell. Um, so uh, I'm going to call him uh, Flaming Ass. Flaming ass. Well, I would have to say that's not quite right. Uh, it's close. It's close. Uh, His shit. actual name is... Blue ass, for some reason. You got it. <laughs> the Blue Raja. <laughs> the Blue Raja. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's Flareon. He is an evolution of a different Pokemon who people really like. But uh, yeah, Flaming ass. Close. Huh. Who's the second one you have? Describe. Uh, okay, uh, this one is... Uh, very scaly. Uh, the scales look like bricks. Brick scale. Uh, brick scale. That's exactly what you'll be. <laughs> oh, that's what you'll be. <laughs> he also has uh, black eyes with white pupils. What the? What's the deal with that? I mean, it's just like the style, I guess. Yes. I don't know. It's, it's easy to see their eyes that way. They yeah. contrast. Right. Uh, I suppose. I suppose he has small, small pointy ears, long, long tail, fat legs, small arms. Uh. I'm going to call him uh, Armored Testes. <laughs> Armored Testes, ladies and gentlemen. Survey says... <laughs> Close, but wrong no answer, cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for wrong answer, stupid. <laughs> so, the Pokemon that you are holding in your hand is Sandshrew. Oh. The adorable, lovable little 
brick scale. Oh, Who doesn't even so have testes that you can see? So I don't, I don't know. What I think got. he just likes testes. I think testes. The, the, the legs look that, like testes. Just spread apart. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Berm, Mr. Yes. Boss Rush right. mode. Who do you have in front of you? Okay, one of the two that I have in front of me looks like a a horse with a fiery mane and tail and a little bit of flames coming off, you know, all four of the legs, actually. So I'm going to guess his name is Hot Stud. Hot Stud. Mm. And actually, my alternate name for this would be Hung and Flaming. Hung and Flaming. After all, he is a horse and he is on fire and it would be descriptive, but... That is not the title. Oh. This Pokemon is Ponyta. Uh. Hey, you're Which, close. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> get. I don't get the ta part. I don't know what that's about. It really doesn't scream. Ponyta fire. should have been said with like a snooty upper crust accent. Ponyta, like, like maybe ta is like Ponyta. some sort of Japanese uh, something. Ponyta. Maybe ta is like a Japanese. How was your? I was. I was wondering. Yeah, if, if I could actually get these words out. <laughs> yeah, no, you could definitely be right. I, I don't know. Also, Ponyta is probably not what his name is in Japan. I don't know. That's true, too. These are all the Americanized names. So, uh, yeah, so who else you got? All right, so this other character I got, he's yellow. He's got some sort of, like, looks, looks like some sort of brown plate armor or something. He's holding spoons. Um, he's got pointy ears, a big fluffy stash. So I'm going to call him Foxstash. Foxstash! Man, I kind of wish that was his name because it's not better. not Fox Dash. No, Fox Stash. Fox, as in Fox Stash slash Mustache. It's hard to yes. dis- it's hard to discern the X. Especially sound. when Mushmouth is pronouncing these words. <laughs> so Fox Stash is also known as Alakazam. Uh, Alakazam. Alakazam. Wow. Yeah, he's part of three Pokemon that are all named magical things: Abra, Kadabra, and Alakazam. Oh, right. So makes. A little bit more sense. Makes in more sense in context, but Foxstash right. is a better name. Right. So that what's is it, awesome. Yeah, what's the deal with the spoons? So the spoons are because he is one of the most powerful psychic type Pokemon, and so he holds the spoons out and bends them with his mind because he's so goddamn powerful. Ah. That was like a, a standard, like you know, trip. trope of like ah. psychic. That, yeah, Spoon fa- Fox, yeah. come together yeah. with your stash. Save, Save me, <laughs> bending all of my silverware. That, that's a good sound garden song. Spoon Fox. Spoon me, but we all know the truth. And uh, whatever Alakazam says, there is no spoon. So yeah, that is so true. <laughs> there ain't no spoon. He uh, he's not gonna fool me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So parasite Stephen, who do you have? Well, I have uh, now. So I I am a, a familiar with these characters, but I'm just gonna play along. So okay. I have this one guy. He's basically a uh, a white uh, yellowish white fox, and he's got a whole bunch of tails and. Um, and I, all I can think of is, man, it, it would be tough to walk around if you had like a billion tails coming out of your ass. So I don't know. Um, I'm thinking like, you know, it's it's he's weighted down and and, you know, it's like a also like a train, like a like a bride and her gown and stuff. She's dragging a train along. So I'm going to call this guy Mr. Tinker Train. They call me Mr. Tinker Train. <laughs> I think you are just slightly off the mark. That Pokemon. Tell me about him. That Pokemon has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine one, two, tails. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. nine stop. Ten. Eleven, twelve. You can't. You can't you start. Stop. You stop. No, I don't care. You can't start you the did, amazing twelve it. number song from Sesame Street. Shabibin. And okay. 
You win. So what's your <laughs> name? Shabibin trumps it. So that Pokemon's Ninetales. Ninetales. Who uh, was always my, my favorite. Yes. Of, of, of G1. For some reason, that Pokemon has a ton of green on him, which is weird. Yeah, because the paint job's kind of funny. And what's, uh, what else is funny is the green is in every subsequent like reprinting of that figure. Oh, weird. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if they just wanted to do it. Yeah, because like, Joe knew that Flareon was fiery. Right. That's what he said. This guy doesn't look fiery. Right. He all. looks grassy. Um, so that's kind of weird. But I always kinda loved weird. Ninetales. Pretty cool. Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Based mm-hmm. on the Kitsune. Very fun. Um, and your So this friend. next guy is uh he's like a i don't know like a yellowish brownish kind of color he has big badass claws coming out the front and his hands and his feet and uh it kind of looks like an armadillo kind of looks like a pangolin and he has stuff coming out of his back he's just covered and is covered his whole back of his whole head back. all the way down his back and they sort of look like dreadlocks so i'm gonna call this guy dreadback dreadback oh that's a mean freaking name that ain't the right name. That Pokemon is the evolution of Nintendo's Pokemon. It's Sandslash. Ooh. Ah. Sandslash evolves from Sandshrew. So Armor Testes turns into Dreadback. Yep. Nice. In the retro Adoctopus world of Pokemon naming, that is how it goes. Right. <laughs> and uh, just for as an aside, um, what was that first one Nintendo had? Like, um... Flareon. 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 My name Flareon. for him would have been uh, Red Pandemonium. Red Pandemonium. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. I like that. That sounds like a comic I would read. Um, <laughs> awesome. So, okay. That you was got, fun. That was super fun. I, I don't know if it was fun for the that. listening audience. I hope it was. Because it I mean, was fun for If me. it wasn't fun for y'all, I don't care. Because we did it. So, <laughs> it's done. It's done. So, yeah. Uh, Pokemon figures are wicked fun. So, I want to pass the torch on to somebody else who can talk about what they were into collecting. Uh, let's go to boss rush mode whoa well that's me yeah or the variants what a coincidence hey 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 all right well the first thing i am going to talk about is garbage pail kids oh yeah garbage day yes (laughs) trash garbage day (laughs) what no (laughs) (laughs) these are actually a a series of cards from 1985 i'm just gonna kind of mainly stick with the first series there are actually stickers as well but i don't know anyone who actually used them as stickers because then you'd pretty much be wasting it Mm -hmm. but they were technically stickers yep and um like i said they were you know first manufactured in 1985 by the tops company uh, one of the same people that you know did like sports cards and stuff like that. Uh, they were clearly a parody of the the Cabbage Patch Kids and right. their likeness and stuff like that. So much so that Coleco, the maker of Cabbage Patch Kids, actually sued the Tops company for the you know likeness infringement or copyright wow. infringement. Wow. They, did, they did settle out Coleco? of court. Coleco, yeah, like Coleco, like Coleco Vision. Yes. They made. They yes. made the Cabbage Patch Kids? That's amazing. I had no idea. Oh, wow. That's crazy. But uh, they did settle out of court, and I guess uh, Tops agreed to just make the characters a little less reminiscent of uh, Cabbage Patch Kids, so they changed the look a little bit, and I think they changed the logo, because I think the original logo was kind of like pretty close to the Cabbage Patch Kids logo. Yeah, it's like it was just slimy yeah. and dripping, yeah. but yeah. it's oh, pretty wow. much the same. And I think <clears> that's what ended up happening with that. Uh, and Series 1, which is like really the only one I'm really going to kind of get into as far as the series of cards go there are 82 cards 41 a's and 41 b's that there were variants and the a's and b's they were actually the same picture but with a different name oh for example um i don't remember which number this was but you have one where there's a kid you know sitting sitting on the floor and he's pressing like a detonator button and the top of his head is exploding there's a big mushroom cloud yeah above it. i remember that <laughs> the one the a yeah. variant it's called adam bomb 
and the B variant is called Blasted Billy. <laughs> and every, yeah, every card just had like an A and B variant, and they were just different names. That's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. There was another one that I thought was kind of funny. Um, I think it was, like a, it was like a little girl doll with her head getting chopped off, and like one of the variants was Gillatina. <laughs> and the second one was Cindy Lopper. All the names fun. are super punny it's and super just, punny. You know, and all the like the, the pictures like depicting like these garbage pail kids are going through it's always like, you know, almost like horrific, like gross or just, just nasty kind of thing going on. Right. Um let's see what else we got here. Uh some of the backs of these cards either had like some like goofy like factoids or like trivia. Others also had uh smaller portions of like a, a larger, you know, picture. You know, like a like a mural almost. So I don't know if it was like nine or twelve or however many. Or you collect them and then yeah. you can make the whole picture. That's yeah. cool. So at least you know the backs of them had some sort of purpose too. So that was kind of neat. Uh, in 1987, there was a cartoon and a movie that came out. Both I've never seen, and both I hear are pretty terrible. I can so only I don't movie imagine. Is awful. Yeah, oh, it did man. look pretty awful. I mean, I've seen portions of the like the movie as like on YouTube or whatever, and it it looks terrifying. Oh, God. it looks like the thing nightmares are made of. Oh. It looks like the things nightmares have nightmares about. But <laughs> it did allow for like an absolutely hilarious episode of the awesome podcast. How did this get made? Which you should absolutely go find because it is the funniest effing thing ever. Oh, I don't know why. I just, like I'm a dad, so sometimes I still like censor myself. It's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. The fucking funniest fucking. <laughs> It's great. How did this get made? It's not that yeah. they need more listeners or anything. But. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the cartoon actually originally aired in Canada and only had a very short run in the United States, maybe a couple of years later. So it didn't even first, you know, in 1987, I don't think it even aired here for like a year or two. Huh. So that was kind of weird, I thought. Uh, and some of uh, the examples, I kind of picked out all of our names. And uh, there's one oh, called cool. Greaser Greg, which is basically like a, you know, like a 50s style guy with a leather jacket slicking his hair back. Uh, let's see. Another one was called Groovy Greg, which he's got, you know, someone like, you know, brushing his hair, but the, the teeth of the comb, are like carving grooves into their forehead. Oh, <laughs> gross. So, so is there anything gross about Greaser? Uh, not necessarily. It's just, you know, just oh. Greaser, you know, greasing his hair it's back. dodged a bullet there. I, okay. I, yeah, yeah. I actually think he was one of the characters in the movie, too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh I think there was a Greaser guy. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's so, right. Yeah, looking at these pictures, there's totally a Greaser guy in this yeah. movie. So And an alligator just... Because oh, nice. yeah, right. Now there's uh, another one called Steve Rodders, which is like a a play on Captain America, and he's throwing a, a top of a garbage can instead of a shield. That is amazing. Which is, wow. which is pretty awesome. <laughs> That's pretty that rad. Amazing. I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> nice. uh, and there's another one called TV Stevie, and like the you know like the doll has like a TV for a head surrounded by other TVs and stuff like that. <laughs> and then one called Stuffed Steve, where it's basically just him being like the stuffing in a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> and uh, moving on from there, we have Tim Can. Basically, there's like a, <laughs> basically there's like a, a baby like, made like one of those 50-style robots, and he's like vomiting like bolts and oil and stuff. Tim, Tim Can! Tim Can! Oh my god, that's uh, amazing. New name. Done. Forget 8-Bit eight, Alchemy's done. done. And another one, Tim which Can. is actually one of the... I think there was a few of these cards that were like horizontally, uh, you know, you know, made not just not just vertically. There was one called Tongue Tied uh, Tim, and his tongue is like oh, like a humongous, like long tongue that's all like tied in various spots. <laughs> and that was like one of the few horizontally orientated you know cards in the deck. Uh, now, in the last one, couple ones, we've got Jolton Joe, which is um, well, I'm trying to remember what that one looked like. Was it like electricity? Was yeah, it? Yeah, it sounds shot. like it would be. 
I, I don't quite remember. <laughs> or is he just enjoying a Jolt Cola? <laughs> Maybe. I <laughs> uh, see. And there was another one called Joe Blow, which is a parody of Bazooka Joe, the bubblegum thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all I got for that's, them garbage pail That's kids. awesome. Nice. That's super I didn't. Fun. I never collected all of them, but I did yeah. like, you know, I yeah. mean, now I was like yeah. 11 when these came out. So I, well, you know, gross out humor right up my alley. I'm being an 11 year old kid. So right. I did, I did collect a bunch of them, but never got an entire series. And they made, they made more series as, you know, as they went along. I don't even know. Well, I over think, a dozen, I think. So I there think was a ton of these. It's one yeah. of those weird things that they're like still in production or something. Yeah. They they kind of go away for a few years, but then they, they always come back. Because I remember when I had actually seen that episode of How Did This Get Made, I mentioned, like, I looked up a whole bunch of stuff, and it's like, oh, my God, they, they still make these. They never it's went so away. It's just weird. they never, they just haven't been popular, so you don't yeah. realize it yep. or something. They're just lurking remember, in the shadows. Yeah, I remember a lot of friends of mine having these. and I, I never collected them myself, but um, I remember thinking that, A, I couldn't, I didn't understand why they were Cabbage Patch Kids. Because right. Cabbage Patch they Kids were for so little kids, like and they them. were wholesome and whatever. And then these were Cabbage Patch Kids, but like a whole completely different direction. So I didn't really even understand that they were a different company parodying. Because they were so blatant that... Yeah, they were. It's like, it yeah. can't be... Yeah. I thought it was related. I thought it was just like, it's we have the, the toy for girls and a toy they, for they're boys. They're clearly just exactly... Mm. But, you know, the, the artwork on all these were amazing. Yeah, they were Like yeah. every yeah. single yeah, totally. one. Actually, going back to the Jolt and Joe real quick, I got a picture of him right in front of me. He's like a, almost like a punk commando, like a army commando. He's got a machine gun in his hand, dynamite in the other, ready. He's got green shades, spiked boots. He's pretty awesome. He's, yeah, he is pretty red, actually. He looks like he's ready for a tussle. Nice. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, cool. Garbage Pail Kids garbage are something kids. that I never grew up with, but I remember seeing them like in toy stores and stuff, even into the 90s and things. So like, they, they definitely have stood the test of time, and it's such a bizarre thing that kind of caught on like on paper i'd be like nobody's gonna buy these friggin things they're all gross but like i don't know they're funny <laughs> people yeah. love gross they're funny and people loved gross for a while and uh yeah i don't know the punny names and stuff and the artwork is awesome so it, it's it's really funny to to see how long those have stuck around speaking on people love gross remember last week or last episode you mentioned creepy crawlers oh heck yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty funny because the whole, uh, like, all the marketing direction, we posted a picture of, like, yeah. one of the box arts, and yep. it's, like, two kids being as grossed out as humanly possible. Most like extreme they're about to gummy of all time. Like, the most 90s. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> Get over yourself. So radical. You're, you're playing Whoa. with this. What, what are you surprised by, sir? I know. Like, you're the kids who wanted this me. stupid gummy thing that I also <laughs> stupid 90s want. kids. Stupid kids. Stupid me. Go watch Ren and Go watch Ren and Stimpy. Come on. God damn it. All right. So that was awesome. Thank you, Berm. No so let's uh, let's pass it on over to Nintendo and, oh, see, and see what Nintendo was all into. What, what, you got, Nintendo? what were you all about collecting or maybe just had a whole bunch of... Well I, well, I was never much of a collector per se, but I did love me some Transformers, as everyone knows by now. Transformers. Really? This is the first I'm hearing of this. We've never heard about then that. Then open up your fucking ears. We did an entire <laughs> episode about it. Everyone like who's never heard us ago. before right. is learning this for the first yeah. time, though. Yeah. Right. Right. And then they'll go back and they're like, oh, well, they did an entire episode. Mm. Mm. The hell? Oh, God. It's like a broken record. I wasn't sure I wanted to be one of the retroids, but now I definitely do. I have to be, man. I have to be. Hey, Rocky, watch me pull the Transformers out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you are all into getting the Transformers oh, toys? Yes. Oh yeah, yep, the toys. Because uh, I loved the movie so much as a kid, so that, right. that, was, that was the the catalyst mm-hmm. of my 
fascination with uh, set robots, off, set off a chain reaction, and whatnot. And uh, so here in the states, uh, these toys were released by Takara. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, that's Japan. Japan was Takara. Hasbro was yeah. was America, mm-hmm. and um, they've been making them since 1984. And uh, there's so many different versions of these Transformers. But anyways, I'm going to stick with the the classics because that's what I grew up with. Yep. Um, I, I had uh, uh, Ultra Magnus, which was pretty interesting. Uh, the toy itself was like it was like a white Optimus Prime. Huh. Like just was, directly really the it same was, mold. It was, it was it was just it was just Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. And what you do is, you, you. What do you do, Joe? You fold the legs back, right? But you keep Optimus's head. Um, you like, can't on. tell me what to do, dude. Listen to this. I can do it myself. Put his leg myself. Back. You, you put you put the legs back, so it's like it's really he's really contorted. It's really and then weird. the head forward. In the head forward, and you yeah. take out the drive shaft, <laughs> and you yes. insert it into the. What? Well, go ahead. Just you. Anyways, tell the story. yeah, yeah. So, and uh, unlike with uh, Optimus Prime. When Ultra Magnus transforms, he he has a little uh, carrying uh, thingy for cars. Like a oh yeah, a trail. like a, like yeah, a cargo thing. The name escapes. Kids me. call that a tray tray. Tray tray. Nobody does. So he used the, the the trailer as part of his body. So which I thought was awesome. So what you do is you you form the the trailer into the robot form, but you stick the Optimus Prime figure in this little spot in the front. And he put Ultra Magnus's head on top of Optimus Prime's what? head. What? That's super weird. It's super weird. What? That's it's so like, weird. They're just so, like, so you, just, basically, you got basically, an Optimus in you your get, Ultra Magnus. You get an opt- a white <laughs> like, Optimus <what>? Prime. <clears throat> so Why's he got to be white? He's got to be white. And inside that Ultra Magnus was nothing but Prime. <laughs> this whole time. Inside of you, Ultra See, Magnus, is movie, me. That's why in the movie he picked Ultra Magnus originally to be the leader. It's like, he's like, well, you're the other trailer. You're the other 18-wheeler, so <laughs> right. I guess. You're the other right. big bot on campus. Right. So the, the other toy that I had was Super Optimus Prime. Super? Which I mean, you had awesome. a million. I let's, did. You, I did. I can't, remember, I can't remember all of them. But your other but, fave. Um, my other fave was the Super Optimus Prime, which, which utilized his trailer. Hell so yeah. the, the trailer because the first figure didn't have the trailer. The, the the figure did have a trailer, okay, but um, it had like a, a little gun on the inside. So when you when you transform Optimus Prime, the trailer would open up and it would reveal a gun and okay. a little, yeah, like a little a car or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Okay. So that was cool. Which I'm I'm surprised they didn't like use that in the cartoon as much. I think they did a couple times, but it wasn't like. Yeah, I feel Palmer like in the cartoon, right his trailer would always just disappear. It'll just yeah, disappear. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, you're gone. Whole, yeah, it just shoots away. There's a whole theory like, about bye. that, but I'm not going to... Out of sight, out of mind, we don't need it. Yeah, exactly. Every time he starts to transform, the trailer's just like, and hello, here I am. Yep, it's like, right, right, right. where did yep. that just come from? Uh, the other one I had was Ronimus Prime. Uh, Ronimus! Which, which sucked, to be completely honest. <laughs> uh, Honestly, I never liked him ever, even in the movie. Even in the movie, yeah. Hey, it's like the... Sherbert colored transformer, yay! Right, but, but <laughs> he's very eighties. He's very, right. very pink, 80s. pink, and, pink but, and orange. But I mean, and... I I love I always loved Hot Rod, and I'm really upset that I never got him. But um, but I got Rodimus Rodimus Prime, Prime. But whatever. Um, so what really sucked about him is that he was more like a GoBot, like as far as like trying to transform hmm. him. Yeah. It's like all all you did, like his legs was stay like stiff, straight out. You couldn't pose him or anything. It was, just, it was stiff, right? <laughs> Spread eagle. Right. All the time. The only very, thing, the only very thing, the only very thing you could move was his feet. 
so that when you turn turn back into a truck, you just point the feet back, so it's straight out. It is so fucking what? stupid. That's and and the, and the arms, bad. and the arms, you just pop them out. Minimum effort. So that, like, <laughs> yeah, this is minimum effort. This is for it's like, well, little well, kids. Nobody really likes Romulus Prime. We'll half-ass it. That's We're not so even weird, though. They, yeah. I mean, even if they thought that, they must have had the toy ready to go when that movie came out, right? right. And yeah. they clearly thought that everybody was going to, like, Love him. I wonder if he that was, was just a whole like a new thing. Because he, he was like the Jar Jar Binks. Like, oh, right. Everyone's gonna love Jar yes. Jar Binks, right? Oh, just and then kidding. it came out, and everybody's like, no, no, thank you. He's just like Jar Jar, even though we have no idea who Jar Jar Binks is yet. <clears throat> he was like Scrappy Doo. <laughs> he was like Scrappy Doo. Let's yeah, put him on the pile. Yeah, yep. yep. Absolutely yeah, terrible. Seriously, did um, Transformers come in multiple different like? Qualities back then, like were there like higher tier, more expensive so. ones? No, that were no, I think it's, different because yeah, because yeah, then there thing. would be like you're saying an Optimus Prime that's the cheap one and an Optimus Prime now that's like the master like, grade or something, yeah, right? Like sure, similar to Gundams, but like now I know you know my buddy Tyler is way into doing you know into shout out Ty Ty Tyler, so he's way into Transformers, but he'll get different ones that are like a higher you know class and they you know have more more points of articulation, more things to transform. And like the the appeal is how many steps it takes to transform it because like that's part of the puzzle that's fun now now so back then so back then it no. wasn't like that okay I would say no all right I don't right. I don't believe yeah I'm just wondering but one of yeah, my that, favorite that's really ones weird. that you had Joe was a uh, six shot yeah yeah six shot was my favorite was he so, a cowboy no no that that no, is that funny would have been that would have been awesome yeah actually. you could yeah but um, six shooter. What, what I loved Burbank. about uh, Six Shot was that he transformed into six things. Like, there was right. no other Transformer oh, that could fun. do that. You know, he turned into a, a car, uh, a jet. Another car. Another car. A different a type of car. Another jet. Oh, wait. No, uh, I was just five, and I, I kept thinking uh, these were different you, things. A gun. A he turned into a gun. <laughs> a dragon. Right? Wasn't one of them a dragon, or am I thinking uh, of signs. No, I don't think so. Oh, I can't remember I thought, all I thought them. one of them was a dragon for oh, Six Shot. You know what? Maybe you're right. Yes, I think I think like I a think two-headed a, dragon or something. Or something. I feel like there, there, there is a transformer that has cool. a, I want a that turns into a dragon type thing. But I think that's because that a was rare back in the day. And we've talked about in the transformer transformers episode about like Beast Wars and all the stuff. But yeah, yeah, the old stuff was like very rarely not a vehicle. Mm. Very rarely right. was yeah. it like yeah, a, a like beast a, like a, yeah. Yeah. of some kind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, that was one of his forms was that he turned into a, some type of beast. I think it was a tiger or something. That's what oh, you okay. Or a panther. I want to say a panther because fits his color scheme a, panther a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. So wow. he, he was awesome. Or was it a puma? A puma. puma man. man. A puma man. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but um, Puma? Yeah. yeah, he was my favorite until my brother broke the arm off. But, oh, yeah. and then you hated him. Then he was... Garbage. You're yeah. like, I hate you now. Like, You're oh, broken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also had uh, Galvatron. Uh, he was okay. Galvatron. He, he didn't really look like he did in the movie, but whatever. I mean, he turned into the, the tank like he saw in the movie, and he also turned into a gun, which was, I think it was just a toy thing. Was it like a pro- appropriately well, movie, sized gun toy for tank. you to hold? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a big figure. That's all. Yeah. I, I think Galvatron's design is awesome. Galvatron like, I, I think didn't he's turn into cool. a tank, though, right? In the movie, in the didn't movie he, turn he into, did. Yes. Didn't he just turn into no, a gun? It was a cannon. It was like a cannon. Yeah. He's just like the cannon part of a tank. Yeah. Yeah. 
which was, which cool. was a neat evolution because Megatron would was just defy pistol. all logic and physics and shrink down to one sixteenth of its size and become a handgun. It was such a weird right. role for him to be the leader of the Decepticons, yet he turns into a submissive, like, I'm a yes. gun, I need Starscream right. to shoot me. Right. Like, what? Even though Starscream <laughs> Starscream has, like, right. guns on his yeah, hands. Yeah, it's super right. weird. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. But although they, they did change that later on. Like, he, he turns into a tank now. That does make sense. Which he should be a tank with, a, with the cannon. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or like a flying hover tank or something like that. Yep. That would be cool. But. A float I, tank. Uh, I also had one of those pretenders. Um, I had like one of those stupid human ones, which I didn't really care stupid for. Human. Stupid, <laughs> human. stupid human. Stupid humans. Puny human. Puman. I really, human I, side. I really wanted what was Puman. inside that pretender. I wanted that, that little red and black robot that turned into a little ship. I fucking love that thing. It was so, so cool. On pretenders. what level did you love that thing? On a scale of 1 to 10... Probably a twelve. Wow, damn. Yeah, that, I love probably damn. F. Probably damn. F. F friendly. Like if you had to F Mary kill the the little would, robot I, inside that pretender, you right? would do I, all three. I, I, I wouldn't go go that far, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've I've taken us someplace we don't want to. We've go. gone too far. I, I don't know. Where We've I, gone to a dark place. We? But let's let's reel it back <laughs> in. Let's, let's, let's reel it back. Uh, so so that's that's awesome. So yeah. the all the different transformers and things were were totally your bag, and clearly those are still wicked popular today. And, like how yeah. many do you think you had, Joe? Yeah. If you had to guess. Oh jeez. Uh, Ball pack because more than I anyone like, I knew, like you, you had or something. Fifty, fifty. Yeah. I, I don't think I. I never had any, any of the uh, Dinobots. None of I, them, huh? Yeah, none of them. I think you had the Triceratops. I just yeah, that was had it. him. That was it. Yeah, I've always won one, but. Oh, well, it is what it is. Right. So uh, before we get too long in the tooth here, let's hear what Parasite Steve was all about collecting back in his day. <clears throat> yeah. So Back in his day as so, a little kid, little I, guy. Uh, I, was kinda, I tended to be the type of person that would get into something and then go overboard and buy way too many of that thing. Uh, yep. Hang out so, on his computer and wait until like 30 seconds left in an eBay auction. That was, that, was, that was from a little bro. That was you for didn't Tim Can. You as well? Um... <laughs> Honestly, probably, but like, I don't know, the, the Pokemon stuff was when I was like, Hardcore. I would set alarms and like figure out when it was ending and like, okay, watch it, watch it. And I remember doing that from my college dorm too. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. Um, but yeah, but what, what yeah so get? there's actually a good amount of properties that I could mention. Uh, just real quick, like I, uh, I loved Battle Beasts. I don't know if you guys remember Battle Beasts, but I do want to talk about them in more depth in a different episode. So I'll just bring them up randomly. They're like little little collectible animal dudes that had armor and stuff and little rub signs. They were really cool. Um, I did have a bajillion Ninja Turtle figures. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yep. like the size Almost of that giant every single box one. full of Ninja Turtle, like the clasps. Yeah, on there's it. like this. It was like there's a trunk. This, there's this box-like trunk that I still have. It's actually in our studio where we're recording right now. And it actually and, has arts of the Ninja Turtles like adorning it. Yeah. And it's um, the, the cool thing. It's got like brass sort of... Uh, Almost like, you know, like baggage, like, like clasps, you know, yeah. like the things that yeah. you flip up and, and then the little the neat thing comes about down. that box is it's always, it's always held all the Ninja Turtle figures for me, but it's actually in the Goldbergs. It's in his room, uh, Adam's room. So cool. Sometimes you'll see it. It's actually in the background. Adam it's F. Goldberg. Adam F. Goldberg. It's like that exact, exact box. That's, That's so awesome. cool. So I always just call that the Ninja awesome. Turtle box. And each but. of the four sides that are visible are each represent a different turtle. Donnie, yeah, Donnie's really fighting foot soldiers. Leo's Leonardo. actually fighting the Triceraton. Like, he is, yeah. yep. 
which is awesome because Leo is always my favorite and Triceratopses are my uh, my thing. Raphael's fighting the Shredder and Michelangelo is fighting, I don't remember. He's fighting Depression? Pizza. He's fighting pizza. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, look, it's we're going to rotate this box in real time. It's for you in a right corner, so we can't really see. So we're just gonna we're gonna take a peek at that. Real so quick, so Joe's right looking here. at that. We're but take a peek right. so, so he's Pikachu. not he's not finding anyone. He's actually hanging out with Splinter. Okay, he's just chilling. Oh, he's just chilling with Dad. Chilling with Dad. Yeah, just oh, Dad time. Having a mucky so Dad sweet. day. Pizza oh, power. That's great. That's fun. So um, anyway, there, there's those, and there are some others, but um, I think what I'm going to concentrate on today for this is a series called Monster in My Pocket. Heck yeah. Oh, which is yeah. really kind Nymph. of funny because Lots when I had learned... monsters. Oh yeah, I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like When I learned that the what Pokemon meant was Pocket pocket monsters pocket the monster it's like they're pocket monsters we already had that we already got monsters in my pocket there were monsters in my pocket it's so weird that that's what they called those especially since like i don't look at pokemon and think monsters they're just yeah they're just cute little dudes most of them are animals yeah but anyway kind of funny so monster in my pocket um it's it's actually like they it started out as toys and they actually kind of became a little bit of a media empire they sort of spanned like various different things um but as far as the toys went they were these little uh single color rubber figures and i think today if they were to like get a re-release it would probably be like a blind pack sort of a thing because there really were like a ton of them there was actually over 200 in the line overall when it was all said and done um and and stuff but they were just single colors and at first the colors were kind of a little bit on the subdued side you'd get like dark purple red um, yellow, green, and then like the later series, they start, started to come up with like neon colors, which I actually didn't like as much. And it would be like safety orange and like you know, hazmat bright, yellow, yeah, candy apple blue, whatever that means. <laughs> and um, anyway, and, orangey uh, yellow, yeah, all that <laughs> oh. stuff, all that stuff. But what was awesome about this line, I loved so much, was that they were all taken from existing things like they were either a folkloric sort of a creature um sometimes they were they were mythological sometimes they were uh like taken from uh, a pantheon of existing gods like a like a hindu mythology or something like that mother sometimes uh they would be from <laughs> movies uh or books or something like that but they were all existing things so for the most part i would say that there was one or two that i felt like were either made up as in the case of one of my favorites, which was just the winged panther, which was literally just like basically looked like a panther, with wings. a panther or a, or a puma with wings. And it was Puma-ma. definitely one of my all time favorites, but it wasn't anything specific. But and then there were certain ones that were like pretty general, like, a you know, goblin, a mummy, troll, mm. you know, that kind of thing. Right, so it's yeah. like, well, OK, they could be from anything. That's just like a general sort of a thing. But then there were other ones that were really specific, like some taken from movies, like there was the Phantom. He was the Phantom of the Opera, and he actually looked like the Lon Chaney version, and he, and he was holding a mask in one hand. Pretty there was cool. Dracula. There was, uh, you know, I don't know if there, I don't know if there were, like Frankenstein? I feel like there was a Godzilla, but I, I'm probably wrong. I know there was a T-Rex, which I felt was, like, wrong, because... It didn't fit, like, the whole... Not only does it, yeah, not fit, because he's a dinosaur, but uh, he had, like, big, beefy arms, 
Like what? <laughs> like you've been have you even ever seen a T Rex? Not even an oversized Allosaurus. That's yeah. Well, I don't know. It's like not only were the arms long enough He's to lift wrong. weights, but he had been lifting the weights. Yeah. Like he he was like he was looking pretty. Like, yeah, pretty no, he was doing well. He was shredded. Buffosaurus. Shred. He was Shredosaurus. Yeah, that yes. T Rex was pretty swole. So Beef I don't know what was going on there, but um, but so the. What they did, I think they maybe thought that there was going to be some sort of a game played with it, but I don't recall there being one. But they each each monster had um, different point values assigned to it. Oh, I didn't even so know that. So there would be like the first series, the points were really low. It was like 5, 10, 15. The highest was actually 25. And I remember like uh, there was, I don't know, five or six different ones that were that belonged to that that highest tier. And one of them... Um, was uh, w- another one of my favorites was the werewolf. He was one of the big ones. And there was um, a creature called the behemoth. Behemoth. And as a kid, the only time I had ever... Now, the behemoth is actually referenced in the Bible. That's that's where that originally comes mm-hmm. from. No, it's from Shadowgate. It's, so Shadowgate, the Nintendo game, it's always one of my favorite games. The last boss of that game is the behemoth. It's the wizard... The evil wizard raises up the behemoth from the dark depths of this cavern. And honestly, it kind of looked like the monster in my pocket. Pretty interesting. Like, it was pretty goddamn close. Was it large and purple? So, obviously, they're all small. And as as for the colors, they could all be any of the colors. So, you know, I remember Mm. having a winged panther that was yellow. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I got the purple. I want the purple panther. Winged panther. And then later, eventually, I did because you'd get doubles or whatever. And I threw the yellow one right in the trash. Like I said, they they weren't blind packs. But what what would happen is they would put random creatures in like four packs and you could see what they were yeah but they were all like assorted yeah so it's like oh well i I want these three and this other one's one's got double panthers in it you know it's yeah you wouldn't the hell you wouldn't see more than one (laughs) of the same one in the same package but yeah i mean so it was it was cool but you know you did end up with doubles but having them be different colors or at least the potential to be different colors at least made it kind of fun you're like well you know okay i got i got two werewolves i can trade with my buddy yeah but i don't have a yellow werewolf and you know, whatever. Or a buddy. So, I don't know, loved the behemoth, and he was 25 big O points. And and then it's funny, like, later they ended up, like, upping the scale to, like, you know, it was like 100, I think, was the highest point. And I remember, um, I remember it was like a dragon uh, was was one of the highest ones, and that was one of my all-time favorites, too, is the uh, the dragon character. And he, I remember having a blue one of him, and he looked really cool, because blue wasn't one of the original colors. I remember the Kraken. The Kraken really was weird. one of my favorites, yeah. He was super cool, but I remember, like, I knew this property from Parasite Steve having the toys and also the NES game, mm-hmm. and the NES game did a pretty good job pulling a lot of the different guys, but the Kraken boss looked just like the toy, and it had these weird yes. big buck teeth, mm-hmm. and it was so accurate. I just thought that was such a cool adaptation for them to actually take the toy and just put mm-hmm. it in the game. It was really right. cool. Right, Yeah, yeah, very, very fun. I, I mean, I... I Really had fun with these, and I loved just learning about them because they they had um, I don't know if every single pack came with this. I, I feel like it probably did, but it was like a little un like you could fold it out this like thin just flyer basically, and it would fold out numerous times, and you could it ended up being this long strip of paper basically, and it would show you all the different guys, and it would actually give you a little description uh, and tell you like where they were taken from. Like it would say like, oh, Herney the Hunter, he's a you know, an ancient uh, English ghost that haunts the countryside near, 
you know, nice. Give Cornwall a little bit of the backstory. Yeah. And, you know, you know, so you get like this little bit of tidbit of information and it was all truly taken from something. So I've always been so into monsters and creatures and stuff. And that was just like why I loved monsters in my yeah, pocket. So right, much. it had that real world kind of, you know, source right. material, which is the really figures fun. were fun, but they weren't anything special and yeah. they were like just solid colors. So there wasn't like paint jobs or anything, yeah. but I mean, like it was, it was pretty fun. So anyway, just um, as a final note on this, I, I thought this was pretty interesting. I only learned this recently, um, but like apparently the company, so the company who actually put it out was Matchbox, which I did not remember. Yeah, not at, at all. Um, but so apparently they, the company ran into difficulty uh, and I don't know if they were sued or not, but um, the Hindu communities mm-hmm. were pissed. Because they were counting some of their like beloved deities as like a false idol. as monsters, yeah, and oh. specifically like Kali was mm-hmm. one of them. I remember having Kali, uh, Ganesha or Ganesh, mm-hmm. the elephant-headed god. He was uh, he. I remember having him too. Um, there was there was a handful that were taken from this pantheon, these uh, Hindu gods, and uh, so actually the company got into pretty big trouble, and they had to pull those characters from the lines or rename them or like it depended on what market it was or something like that. But yeah, wow. um, kind of funny. And apparently yeah. they eventually just transitioned into just making dinosaurs and it was dinosaurs in my pocket. And I, I don't even what? remember those. I didn't even know. So I, I don't huh. think, I think that might've been a flash in the pan, but yeah, you Monsters know, you obviously mentioned cool. the, uh, the NES game, yeah. which was pretty fun. You could be Made Dracula or Frankenstein. Yep. And it was playable characters. still a really good game. Like was, for what, yeah. what is based on a toy line? Yeah, totally weird. Like it's awesome. It's yeah. a super good game it's, for it's, that. It's it's a decent game if anything. Uh, yeah, and it's from it, Konami. Yeah, it's Konami, <laughs> and it's two players at once. Yeah, and like awesome the music and graphics didn't get are great. Their dirty mitts on it. No, oh, right. right. No. Muck it up. Right. Oh no. It's awesome. It also actually had a board game, and uh, and it was actually uh, I remember this happening. I never ended up getting any of them or seeing them in stores or anything, but it was actually. Uh, relaunched in 2003 because the original line was from 89 and in 2003 it was uh relaunched as monster in my pocket the quest but i never had any of those but anyway monster in my pocket was definitely one of those lines where there's like there's 200 of these things you know get whatever ones you can you always want more and and uh end up with a bunch of doubles to trade with your buddies although i i think i was the only one the only person i knew who really collected them so yeah. i didn't really no, get to that's do what that. ends up happening it's like there's so many different things out there that people aren't always into the yeah. same stuff right or right. melted them with a with a lighter <laughs> right or just one i'm pretty burn. sure if you melted one with a lighter you would die from the fumes the oh, fumes. Yeah. i mean they Absolutely. stank just as figures well that's awesome monsters in my pocket are super cool i wish that there was things like that still around um it's really neat that it pulls from real yeah, world not, nothing about with having you with pockets or monsters at all no we don't have any pocket <laughs> or nothing monsters like that. around no nope. yeah it's it's really too bad that there's just no uh you know that that niche is unfilled right uh so yeah i am gonna i'm gonna say let's just go back around once more um but be a little bit more brief with our kind of second maybe if we have a site you know another thing that we were into collecting i have a couple that i want to mention real quick um i had a lot of hot wheels cars when i was a kid and i Mm -hmm. never was into cars it was just i really liked hot wheels cars they had all fun paint jobs they were really neat they were made of metal so they felt like hefty and everything they had really satisfying hand 
feel. And honestly, <laughs> it was just one of those things that I had a couple of friends I went to school with, and they also were into Hot Wheels cars. So it became a thing where, like, I would, you know, go to the toy section of Bradley's. Bradley. <laughs> you remember yeah, Bradley's? Just hang on that for a minute. Has it? Go there and uh, sift through all the different, you know, Hot Wheels cars and stuff and get ones that I liked and then bring them in. And me and my friends would all bring in whatever cars we liked and we would trade them. And, you know, sometimes we'd trade permanently or just borrow them. But it was just like a fun little thing to uh, to kind of, you know, play with with your other friends who are into them. So I, I really had a lot of fun with the Hot Wheels. And uh, my favorite one ever was the Hammered Coupe. And the uh, first one they made was in 2000, and it had, like, this metal flake purple paint job, and it's, like, this super awesome deep purple, oh, and yeah. uh, it's also a good band. But, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I, I actually brought it in. I passed pass it around, but nice. it's, it's, like, it's it's super rad. It's the same color I paint every one of my cars in every car video game that allows you yep, to do so. because yeah. it's an amazing that color. <laughs> it's an amazing color. Yeah. So uh, you got good taste there, Berm. So I, I love that car. I used to bring it around with me all over the place. Uh, and uh, interesting thing is... Hot Wheels have been around since 1968. Wow. And the company actually celebrated its four billionth car production in 2008. Holy and they made a diamond-studded model Hot Wheels-sized car that that was valued at $140,000. Holy wow. crap. Uh, and I don't know if they auctioned it off for like charity or like what they did with it, but yeah, so I mean, in 2008 they had sold four or had produced 4 billion cars. And so here we are, here we are a full later. decade later, you know, 11 years later. Is there a Matchbox version of the Monsters car? You know, the Dragulaire? I don't know if the match if there's Matchbox. I didn't look too much into Matchbox. I mean, Hot Wheels would probably have like Hot Wheels did a, so many Real cars, but they did like the Ghostbusters vehicle, and they did the the mystery uh, van, you know, mystery machine. The Ghostbusters vehicle, Ectoy. The the Ectoy, Ecto One, Ecto One. Oh, oh, right, sure. Ectoin, 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 Croatoin. So uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe. They might have done the Dragulaire. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you went a little overboard on no, that. That's one. <laughs> okay. I, I I just I had to go there. So. Uh, yeah, Hot Wheels. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention real quick are these real friggin' stupid things called Crazy Bones. And it's actually super, simu- blah, 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 super similar uh, to Monsters in My Pocket because it was just a plastic mold and they were they had like different unique characters. Um, but each individual character could come in a variety of different colors. So you'd have like, you know, whatever, the chef guy. And there was basically just a plastic blob of nothing like it just looked like nothing at all like i, I will show a picture so that everyone knows what i'm talking it's like about a thumb with but it literally wow. could not have been less of a character design it's if like you a tried. frog with a huge tumors on his head yeah i mean right? th- this character right here is chef so <laughs> they were awful and um they were kind of everywhere in the late 90s and early 2000s so I had bought some, and they were something that came in a blind bag. You could not at all tell what was in there. Um, and, yeah, it was the same exact idea as Monster in My Pocket. You would just get different ones, and the ones you had that you liked, maybe you had the wrong color of. Or sometimes there were variants that were like a special crystal kind of, you know, see-through variety, whatever. But um, it's kind of interesting. These toys, uh, they actually had a run at McDonald's. And this is a Happy Meal toy. And wrap your head around this. So... <laughs> This Happy Meal, I physically cannot. This Happy Meal toy promotion ran for one month, from October thirteenth 
2000 to November 3rd, 2000. And they had 24 different characters. 12 were original and 12 were like inspired by like different spooky characters like a scarecrow or a ghost or a mummy. Um, and they had so many different color variants that there were 800 different possible things you could get from this fucking Happy Meal toy. Oh, God. 800 different combinations of colors and guys. That's a lot of Big Macs. Why would they bother? That's so unbelievably over the top. Big Mappy Meal? Because if there wasn't, or if there was, I feel gypped because I never got one. You know what it would have been? It would have been the Little Mac. That's a lot of... Yeah! Punch-out reference. All right. So, yeah, I thought that was wicked crazy. And, uh, And the other thing I think is neat about this, and it will be the thing I end on, is... Crazy Bones are actually based on a game historians discovered where children in ancient Greece and Rome played with real sheep bones. And kids would clean and decorate the bones and then invent games to play around the way that the bones would land on the ground when they were thrown. Shut your mouth. This was in the McDonald's Happy Meal promotion. Actual sheep bones. Real sheep bones. Actual sheep bones were in over 800,000 different million combinations. Yep. All different colors. And, had, and you'd get happy. All, yeah. You'd get you, them, and you're get instantly happy. happy. You're you'd like, happy. oh, well, I'm, I'm deep in the sheep bones. Deep in the sheep bones. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> hashtag deep in the sheep. <laughs> which has a whole bunch of different connotations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, favorite kind of hashtag. <sighs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty wacky. But most of them were original characters. They were all pretty stupid. But later on, they started to get some different properties. Like, they had Marvel, Dragon Ball Z, Disney, Kellogg's. Like, all these different ones. And I've seen some of the Dragon Ball Z ones. And they're really, really well done. They're modeled really great. Uh, and actually, some of the, the spooky ones that were for McDonald's, they had one that was, like, a scarecrow guy. And he was oh, yep. super awesome. Like, he's just wicked cute, wicked fun, really well molded. So, they had the potential to be cool. Uh, but I don't know. A lot of them were dumb, and it was just this weird thing. It's just only about collecting them. That's what you did. And there was a game you could kind of play with it where you'd you each person would pick one guy, and then you could either on your turn you could move your guy to a different spot, or you could like try to flick it at the opponent and knock him over. But you could only do you could only move or attack. And so whoever you know hit the other person's thing first would win. And a lot of kids would play for keeps. So like if you ended up hitting someone's over, then you'd get to keep it. Like kind of like marbles or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was just a really weird product of the time. Uh, but yeah, so I wanted to bring that one up. Uh, you guys got any other ones you want to drop? Any other Not really. Collections. No. We're about an hour deep into the episode. I think we're uh, got a lot of cool things covered. Rock yep. on, rock yep. on. Real super brief. I'll mention uh, Army Ants. I don't know if you guys remember Army Ants came out in 87. Oh, yeah. Another series of little toys that were basically just plastic, super, you know, stylized ant guys that were all army themed. They were all, you know, gun toting, machine gun toting sort of of dudes. And uh, basically the only gimmick, really, because they were just hard plastic, they were all orange, and they had their... uh, <clears throat> what's what's the last part of a, an ant like the abdomen the thorax the thorax, the thorax, the thorax yeah. is the butt so the butt the thorax was uh are you sure abdomen. The thorax? i think it's the abdomen was squishy it was like oh. made of rubber instead of hard plastic so it was like supposed to be gross because that really was a thing in the 80s where i was yeah. like oh it's gross gross it's cool. things are cool gross um, humor. that's right. all i had a bunch of those i thought they were fun i didn't get as army into them ants. but they were yeah. fun army never, ants never mm-hmm. seen those guys um, Shout out. Yeah, great, great submissions, everyone. We all had some great things to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, we have been talking about our 
things that collect dust for quite a while now. So I want to ask you, the audience, this week's Octoponder This question. So I want to know, what is the one collectible limited edition item that you have spent the most money on? The one thing that you own, it's in your collection, that you just dropped a big old chunk of change on and you don't even care. You're happy about it because it's awesome and you wanted it for your collection. So we are going to uh, go on a short break. So why don't you think about that? Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebag. Bloodworks Victorium. The new album from Enchanted Exile. 11 pulse-pounding heavy metal tracks, including Embrace Oblivion, Cold Spell, On Widow's Hill, and I am the Void. Bloodworks Scriptorium, available now on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it. You ready to do some thinking? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to Octo Ponder This. Alrighty, welcome back aboard, everybody. So, right. we asked you this week's Octoponder question What is the one collectible or limited edition item that you have spent the most money on? It doesn't even really need to be limited edition, whatever. It's just something that's been in your collection that you dropped a big old wad of dough on. So, mm. uh,. I will I will start things off. I uh, I am a big fan of Studio Ghibli, uh, and they had made and helped produce a game on the PS3 called Nino Kuni, which is an awesome game. Which is a really cool game, really really um, you know well put together, very charming, great story, and all that stuff. But they had a special edition of it that was a hundred dollars, and I remember at that point in time I'd never even considered spending three digits on a game. Um, and I, I bought this edition because it came with a 300-page hardbound book that was an exact one-to-one recreation of an in-game Wizard's Companion that you can actually reference in the game. Like, you can pause the game and go into the Wizard's Companion and look wow. up, like, recipes and enemies and all this other stuff. That is actually pretty awesome. And the book yeah, is awesome, 100% yeah. the exact same thing, all printed on, like, nice textured paper with a really nice kind of, like, you know, leather-ish bound 
uh, book. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's so 100% worth the price of admission. Um, and then they did this weird thing where the more people who pre-ordered the special edition, they would add more things to the to the actual edition. So, you know, once 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, whatever, they uh, eventually ended up adding, like, you know, art cards, a uh, collectible coin, uh, uh, like a plushie. Like, they had all these other things they put in there to just sweeten the deal. But I was like, I'm, I'm fine. I got the book. Almost like, like a stretch goal to, like, Kickstarter is now. It really yeah. was quite similar to, like, a Kickstarter thing. It was so, so unheard of. But... But, um, yeah, so I paid 100 bucks for that, and I just eBayed it this morning, and people are selling it on eBay for, like, three to $500. So, uh, yeah, I was super happy to pay for that, and I, you not know, I'm a big... Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Hmm. Big, big Ghibli fan, and it was such a cool piece of, uh, you know, collectible memorabilia and a great game to boot. So, that, that's, that's my... My little thing. Nice. Should the fan base be called Giblets? <laughs> oh, Giblets. Giblets. <laughs> oh, the little Giblets. All right, so Parasite Steve, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of, of comic books and Marvel in particular. And uh, I love going to the, you know, comic book stores that have displays of these big statues. You know, there's so many nowadays. And I, I love just seeing them. But I, I, I don't know. It's one of those things. I, I don't actually really need them. Right. I don't really want them. So I've only ever bought myself one in my whole life. And I paid for with my own money. And this was back in 2005, and I had actually pre-ordered this bad boy, and um, it is uh, Nightcrawler from the from the X Men, which it says right on it. Like, in case you didn't know who this was, like Nightcrawler from the X Men. Nightcrawler. Oh, by the way, BT Dubs. It is a uh, is a painted statue by Bowen Designs, and it's super badass. I still have him in mint condition he's basically uh i still have the box and everything and he's uh he's he's kind of standing there in this cool pose and i uh, was it's not really standing he's almost like he's jumping and he's surrounded by plumes of his purple smoke as if he's just teleported he's, he's, he's just recently bamfed yeah he's just just <laughs> post pretty cool so but that came out in 2005 and it was, I believe, two hundred and fifty dollars when I ordered it, and uh, they go for about four hundred on eBay. So it's, it's, you know, it's gone up. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Wow. But that it's, is... it's, it remains my, uh, my, my one purchase. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm still to this day happy to display my, like, my one comic book statue. And he's pretty big. You know, he's, a, he's a yeah. good size. Yeah, man. Like, always been one of your but favorite characters ever. Always, always my favorite Marvel character. Definitely. And, I am, I do not mind saying how butthurt I am that there is still not a goddamn pop of friggin' Nightcrawler. It's stupid. There's a pop of literally everything. There will be background characters that don't get lines in shows and movies that get pops, and there's no Nightcrawler. Excuse me, pop. There, there's like company. seven different pops of like Tom Brady. I don't right. understand. Right. What the hell? We don't Why have there's one Nightcrawler? And, and the thing that was like really big before pops. Were Mighty Mugs. Mighty Mugs. Guess yep. how many Nightcrawlers there were for Mighty Mugs? Zero. It's like, wow. what? what? I was, what I was actually going to guess seven. Yeah, I thought maybe <laughs> there'd be some. None. Wow. Lame. Guy. Whatever. So much hate for this guy. I don't get it. God. Doesn't make any sense. It's because he's Bamf, isn't it? Yeah, he's just too Bamf. <laughs> it's because I'm blue. Even though there's Archangel and Beast and all this stuff. I don't whatever. Know. Mystique. Whatever. All right. Yondo, also blue. Oh, yeah. Yondu. 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 What you gonna do? What you yondu? What you yondu? <laughs> All right, Nintendo, what is your prize possession? Oh, my prize possession. Well, it has to be uh, my Dio guitar. Ooh. Um, 
Ronnie James. Ronnie, Ronnie James, James Dio, Dio. My, one of my favorites. Uh, if you guys don't know who Ronnie James Dio is, he's he's no longer with us, and he's like one. Of, he's considered like one of the best singers in the heavy metal genre. Um, so the guitar that the I got, second singer of Black Sabbath, second singer mm-hmm. of Black Sabbath. Yeah, that's right. Um, first singer of Dio. <laughs> yep, and and first singer of Elf. <laughs> he also sang sang for Rainbow. Yeah, sure he did. Was he, he sure the first did. singer of Rainbow? Or yeah, so. yeah, yeah, he yep. was. Yeah, the original. Yep. Oge. Uh, so this guitar that I got, I, I don't remember what brand of guitar it was, but um, what it brand. was is it was the the body was painted with the cover art of Last in Line, which is probably like one of the best album covers ever. Um, that cost. A thousand dollars. Now it was a, a a display model. It was not meant to be played, because the way how it was painted, they painted over the the pickups and everything. Um, and I had displayed on my wall for a while, and then uh, yeah, then the you know as time goes on, the temperature changes in the room, and uh, the body just cracks, no. and it just kind of like ruined the the picture and everything which is really unfortunate i think it was a flawed process of how they how they you know sealed like it. finished Probably, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you know so i kind of i kind of wish i got the uh the playable one where uh the picture isn't like straight up but it's more like sideways like like as if you're playing the guitar right it's more like horizontally oriented yeah. right right so yeah but oh well, I mean that's it's still, still an amazing, still amazing, yeah. And it's 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 in every one of your videos that you put yep, out on YouTube, that's right? Yep. Yeah, yep. it's in the background. It's even on the though, right, even though it's cracked. I still display it. Oh heck care. yeah, it still looks. Oh, it's amazing. There's no way you're gonna awesome. hide that bad boy. Yep. It's so sick. Yeah. It's still awesome. Yep. Oh, that's wicked cool. Yeah, I mean, it, collectible things like that, you know, especially where it's someone who means so much to you, like musically, it's just that's just you oh, know yeah. priceless. He, I mean, his music was definitely like my escape. Yeah. From reality for a very long time, like throughout school right all ever since i started listening to dio like since the middle school he just whisks like, you off to a world he, of wildebeest and rainbows he, he does he does you know, that's, he can't he love that effect you know I love wildebeest and rainbows that too but you know what else i love what berm maybe bought with his money mm, what i maybe bought with my <laughs> money well uh this was probably not when i was a kid i was you know it was probably about 15 or you so were a man ago. i was a marion <laughs> but I've always liked video games and stuff ever since I was, I was a boss rush man. Yeah, and uh, there was this one time I had on a, I you know I had some money at the time and uh, I splurged on an actual Pac-Man arcade machine. Hot damn! Oh, yeah. yes, big big old authentic Pac-Man machine and it cost me a grand. Uh, it would have actually cost me more, but when I actually you know won it online, uh, the person who was you know, running the auction didn't get back to me for like a week. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not dropping money on this if the guy's not even going to get back to me. So, but like I said, like about a week later, a little over a week later, the guy finally gets back to me. He's like, oh, sorry, I was, you know, out of state or whatever, where were you? I think he was from Texas or something. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I totally, you know, you, if you're still interested, still want to, you know, you know, purchase this. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, tell you what, I'll cover the shipping cost. And the shipping cost would have been over 200 bucks. So wow. I, you know, shipped the thing there. So I, right. so I, he saved me a good chunk of money. He's like, all right, cool. All, you know, all's well. And I did eventually get it. And I had it for a few years and that thing was awesome. I used to play it all the time, you know, put in an actual quarter. Of course I'd get it back because well, it's mine. <laughs> but it was always, you know, fun to pass the time and whatnot. And, you know, we had parties, you know, people were like, oh, cool, a Pac-Man machine. And they'd play it and all that stuff. And I wouldn't make them pay for it. I just, you know, you just free plays or whatever. 
But it, it was it was a fun thing to have in my collection. I, I, I don't have it anymore. Uh, so around 2009, 2000, I got married in 2010. It was like, you know, coming up to there. Or I was, you know, going to get married and going to relocate. And it was just a matter of needing money for the wedding and, you know, not having room for it when I relocate. So I did have to part with it. But for, for a while, I did, you know, have, you know, an actual Pac-Man machine. Yes. And it was glorious. There is a, nice. You found out there is a difference between being a man and being a grown-up. Yep. Being yep. a husband, 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 man. Yeah, husband. By the time man. I was just a fiance, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fancy man. <laughs> but yep, that's that's the one I think I had. That was oh man, dropping yeah. lots of cash, dropping on. lots of dough on. That's uh, yeah. that's an awesome, awesome. I remember when you bought that. You you didn't tell us what it was. You're like, yeah. you guys. I, 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 I wanted you guys to come over and actually see it. Dude, I got I got a thing. I got a thing that you need to see. And we're like, do we? I don't know that I need to look at this big thing. You need to just see it. I can't tell you about it i cannot tell you oh nice awesome so yeah we want to hear from you all so you can uh you can definitely respond to us on facebook or twitter or anything about these kind of you know answers to the octoponder but um you know we have we have a little bit more for you here so we're gonna we're gonna go to this hey you like old games yeah yeah so do we but the thing is, there are new games that actually play like their old games, but they're new. Anyway, it's time to check one of those out. This is Retro Nouveau. All right, guys. So welcome to my brand new segment here, Retro Nouveau, which is uh, basically the idea was I wanted to have a little segment where I could talk about new games that were coming out that feel like old games. So, hey, you know, we do like some new stuff. It, it does happen. We're not just only retro, but this is re- it's got that retro feel to it, you know? And a lot of indie publishers are coming out making these sort of games, and I think they're worth talking about. I think a lot of them are really fun, really exciting, and... So I'm going to talk about them. So here we have, uh, for the first episode of, uh, of Retro Nouveau, I have Time Spinner. Even though I'm looking at my notes now, and for the first time really realizing I, I wrote Tim Spinner. Oh, it's me. Um, which is a hilarious typo. Tim Spinner. Um, that I just had to, had to mention. Or my Tim Spiner. No, this is Tim Spinner, it says. It clearly says Tim Spinner. But oh. the game is called Time Spinner. Yes, yes. Which was released on September 25th, 2018. So pretty recently. Yep. By Lunar Ray Games. And it is for the, it's for, for the PS4, the Vita, and for Steam. It's a 2D Metroidvania type game, which uh, for the uni- uninitiated, I, I can say words, words. is uh, is basically like um, it's like an exploration sort of a 2D game where you know you're jumping around killing enemies and stuff, but all the map is connected, right? So it's like it's not like level one or level two. Everything is just one giant game, and you kind of get like power ups and you get new abilities as you go and and that kind of there's stuff. Backtracking, you can yeah, backtrack yeah, once you, you get new back. abilities and and just explore and right. And there's a map and stuff. Exactly, and it's named for the games Metroid and Castlevania. So it's ca- Metroidvania. It's kind of like a a fan term that sort of became kind so of prevalent. It's became, like yeah. it's like a it's a shorthand. Term, like we all much. get it. So anyways, Time Spinner, not Tim Spinner. No. Um, the first thing that drew me to this game was its beautiful hand-drawn sprite graphics, which I am a huge fan of at all times. And let's I, not understate, these graphics are amazing. real top-notch. Lots yeah. of games are coming out with retro graphics, but this game this has game beautiful really retro graphics. This game really is extraordinarily lush and beautiful. And I would say that the style is somewhere between like a high-end 
Super Nintendo game, almost like a Demon's Crest, and maybe like an early sprite-based PS1 game, sort of like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, Somewhere in there, like the characters do look a a little bit on the cutesy side, but honestly, the the story, which there is a lot of story here, um, it's kind of adult. You know, it's it's a, a pro, oppressive evil empire is coming in, you know, and these are the people that are being conquered. And it's all like some seriously dark themes. So it's set in the sort of distant future, kind of steampunky, but there's magic. And um, uh, there's also birds, like seriously, like all the birds. Like like it's it's pretty funny they're in the game they're called chauveurs which is like super french looking it's like chauville chauville i feel like that's how you're supposed to say like it. chauffeur with a v yeah chauvilles and uh they come in about a dozen fla- flavors uh ranging from like small to big to mama to tank so yeah like some of them are tank just birds. Some are like robots a lot of robots in this game too a lot of birds a lot of robots it's pretty much all the enemies um not really there's other stuff but anyway um the player takes control of the newest timekeeper and her name is Luneus, as confirmed to me via twitter by the game's lead designer brody lee so thanks brody you go, as brody? i said time spinner is a 2d metroidvania com- coming with all the trappings and gameplay one can expect of that genre but while a lot of it does feel familiar although really really fun and good it's a really good 2d metroidvania it's very good at at being that but you know the thing that i think stuck out the most for me was the attack system which basically um to try to encapsulate it she's always being surrounded by these magic orbs basically they're kind of just floating around or spinning in like a figure eight sort of a pattern and uh you can equip much like in symphony of the night you can equip a weapon to each of her hands and so when you press the attack button it alternates between the two orbs that are spinning around her which is really fun when you start to like get new orbs and realize that you can create combinations so you can have like a fire orb and an ice orb or you can have one that like shoots out a sword or one that like shoots out electricity or whatever there's like all different ones and you can have two of the same one too um and they're they're all upgradable and the attacks will look different and you know, get they get bigger and bigger, and they take more damage, obviously. But it's honestly really, really fun and different, and not just a simple sword sort of a attack or a gun. And so they kind of shoot out and then come back, almost like a boomerang. And um, it's it's really crisp. I think that's what might have killed the game. You know, that's what often will kill games for me. Is it's like it all comes down to how how tight and crisp the controls are, and it is fantastic to play yeah if it a game controls good. well it just makes a hundred percent difference absolutely um so the other main gimmick is what it's the, the titular tim spinner oh, tim I'm, sorry, I'm sorry i'm sorry the time time spinning which uh which is pretty much this uh i mean it's 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 used as a plot device as a MacGuffin, if you will, it's also, you know, sort of just a warp room. So it's it's not that big a deal. You just reach new rooms where you can access a new time spinner or whatever. And they warp to each other, kind of like in Symphony of the Night or whatever. Lots of games do it now, but lots of Metroidvanias will do it. Because the, the world is so big that, you know, if you didn't have the ability to warp, it would just be a giant slog getting around, you know? But um, so it, it's cool. It works and everything. But the game's map spans different timelines. So there's like the distant past. There's like the now now there's here on Earth. And there's another location where you're actually with the bad guys. So you actually 
one of the things I thought was neat with this game is you get to see the other perspective of where the evil empire is sort of coming from. And at the end of it, you know, you sort of kind of wonder who's good and who's bad. Is which there is, good? Is yeah, there is there bad? or is it just a point of view sort of a thing? You know, they both have sort of points, you know? It's kind of like almost like Thanos in Infinity War, you know? Yeah. You, like you sort of kind of see what he's saying, you know? It's like, oh, crap. Um, I don't know if I'd snap out half the half the universe, but anyway, it's it's definitely there's a lot of story um but i would say what's cool about it is a lot of what you get for that is you don't have to read it you'll get a lot of like documents and it's like they wrote they wrote so much and they put so much thought into this world into the backstory and everything but you know it's it's nice because if you care you can read it you can go into the menu and read the documents that you picked up. And if you don't care and you just want to keep playing, it doesn't constantly slow down the progress and the pace of the game. So I, I really, really like that. Um, one, one final note I just want to mention is that the game also has some LGBTQ representation, which absolutely should be applauded. Which is great. Personally, I don't think it was implemented the best ever. It sort of feels like when there's like relationship stuff that doesn't really pertain to the plot like in this case it's just like ancillary side yeah characters. It's, it's relegated to the npcs that you know it sort of feels like it was just put in there just to be put in there but hey whatever it's in there it's cool you have a relationship with two two dudes you have a a girl coming out as trans like it's stuff that you don't see in video games yeah and really very often for sure all. even though i did feel like it was a bit forced it absolutely needs to be applauded. So good on you, Lunaray Games. Way to be inclusive. Hope we see more of this in the future with other indie games. Bottom line, Time Spinner is a great game. I played it more than once. It has multiple endings you can get. The sprites, like I said, are beyond gorgeous. The controls are tight. The music's phenomenal. And the attack mechanic, as I said, is really fun and unique. Anyway, I give Time Spinner a grand total of 8.5 out of 10 time-traveling tentacles. Well worth the meager price tag of only 20 bucks. Very nice. Represent Retro Nouveau. Time Spinner is definitely a game I want to be picking up uh, in the near future. uh, Once I get through umpteen other things I got already purchased. (laughs) Um, But great. Awesome. Thank you, Parasat Steven. But uh, yeah, that will wrap up our episode. So, if you guys haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope that you enjoyed this week's journey over our treacherous waters of all things that made growing up awesome. If you liked what you heard, please hit the subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. Retro Red Octopus is part of the Inebriart Podcast Network, so if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like the Old Colony Cast, Bar Talk, and of course, Inebriart as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. For more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit nebri-art.com. Well, I've been your host, Abel Alchemy, and I have a cookie in my mouth. See you next time! <laughs>